Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is James Bell with Salt and Light Ministries coming to you once again tonight with another episode of Diving into the Heart of God. I do thank you for tuning in at wherever you may be listening from, whatever time of the day that it may be. For some of you, you may be riding down the road on an interstate in a tractor trailer pulling valuable goods and yet you have taken this opportunity to allow God to to minister to you you see because the reality is that you did not come here tonight or you did not mash the play button uh, just to hear me speak you really come to hear the voice of God you come to hear what the the, the 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 very words that he desired to speak to you here tonight and whatever your circumstance may be no matter where you are at and no matter what you are doing at this current moment God has a right now time for you you see because we're not just here by accident here today you're not just listening by accident You see, because let me let you in on just a a little secret here that is just so profound. We are here on purpose for a purpose. God could have chose any other time for, for us to be alive. God could have chosen any other era for us to to be a part of this world. But right now, God chose this time for me and for you and your neighbor and your family and your parents and your siblings and your children, your co-workers, your employer. Are we taking advantage of every opportunity that God has placed before us? not a question that I'm asking you here tonight but it's a very piece of of meat a a nugget for you to sit here to to chew on to feast on (laughs) you see but we're not here tonight to 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 really cover any of those areas but the reality is that the very thing that was said is It applies to us each and every day. It applies to every circumstance. And tonight, I I, I, I want to come with a word. And I know it's been almost a, a month. It probably has been a month since I have uploaded anything. But I will be honest, you know, that the workload has increased. So my work has required more time out of me. But nevertheless, here we are tonight. As I sit in front of this microphone and and as you sit in front of that speaker. God has a word that he desires to minister to us tonight. Hallelujah. 
So without further delay, but before we just sit here and, and eat up all of our time tonight, I would like to, to move on into prayer. But ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you as always, as just sit back, buckle your seatbelts, and enjoy the ride here tonight. You see, because God is not bringing a partial word here tonight, He is bringing a, a word that will elevate you, that has the capability of, of changing your perspective. So without further delay, let's just, let's just move right on into prayer. And let's just invite the Holy Spirit to, to be here with us tonight. That we would have an ear to hear and an eye to see, a heart to receive. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Our dear glorious and gracious Heavenly Father. Lord, there's no other place to begin other than to just exalt who you are. To glorify your name. To exalt you above all things. Lord, regardless of our circumstances here tonight, regardless of what may be going on around us, Lord, we exalt your name. We exalt your word. Lord, we exalt you above all things. Tonight, Lord, as you desire to speak the very same word or even a deeper word to those that may be sitting here listening tonight but Lord I pray that as you have chosen me to, to bring forth this word Lord that there would be no words of my own that would come forth but every word Lord that comes forth Lord that it would come straight from your throne that it would come straight from your heart. That it will come straight from your written word. Lord, show us, Lord, uh, the areas in our life in which this word needs to be applied. Lord, give us the ear to hear what your spirit is desired to say to us. Lord, give us the heart to receive it to show us how to make it applicable in our life. Holy Spirit, you are more than welcome here because there's so much more than what you can do, what you can say, than I have any knowledge of. So, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, we honor you. And, Lord, as we all come in agreement upon the very same thing that was asked here of you tonight, we glorify you for it. We thank you for it. And your word is forever settled. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we honor you.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to dive right on in here tonight into a very special selective scripture here tonight that I have read so many times and and after have written it uh written it <laughs> after have read it so many times that there was just something profound that just that just really stood out to me because I I I, I honestly I had I had most of this word together probably about two and a half maybe three weeks ago and as I just sat down just to to be in prayer Holy Spirit just revealed so much more than what I had uh, uh, just really naturally seen more than what I had interpreted more than the revealed knowledge that I had received already You see, but this word here tonight, it comes season. But see, because I thought that this word was ready some time ago, but yet God uh, had so much more that he wanted to say. So without further delay, let's, let's take our attention here tonight to Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse 13. And when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Some say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who, who do you say that I am? And then in verse 16, one of my most favorite verses in, in the whole New Testament here, uh, and Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon, son of John. Because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Wherefore you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit on earth shall be permitted in heaven ladies and gentlemen before i before i get uh, on moving on into the, the 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 rest of this message here tonight i do want to give you my title because sometimes <laughs> sometimes i'll forget to give it to you and you may catch it in the in the actual download But the title that we have here tonight is, is called a, a three-point perspective. 
And with that being said, we can we can very clearly see that in verse 13, Jesus had asked his disciples that who who do people say that I am? So if we could stop there with point one and point one being is that how people view the view of others and the very response that that the disciples had here for for Jesus was that that some people call him John the Baptist some say that he is Elijah others say that he is Jeremiah or one of the other prophets so as we sit back and just begin to investigate within scripture And John the Baptist in, in John chapter 1 verses 6 through 8 God sent a man John the Baptist to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony John himself was not the light he was simply a witness to tell about the light and as we move on to the prophet Elijah Elijah his purpose and calling was to restore the presence of God amongst God's chosen people Elijah was in the time of King Ahab, which was the husband of Jezebel. Elijah was not sent to, he was not just sent to, to destroy or the worship of Baal, but also the wickedness that was running rampant throughout the land. So here in this same instance that Elijah himself was a forerunner, just as John the Baptist was. And as we move on to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 9, then the Lord put his, his hand in, on me and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day appointed to you to oversight the nations and the kingdoms, to root out and pull down, to destroy and to overthrow to build and to plant. And lastly here the the other thing that 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 people were calling Jesus was was one of the other prophets. And a prophet's responsibility is directed by the inspiration of God to proclaim his will. You see and as as we just look at these four people or these four uh, identities that, that were named here if you really look at the whole just of this is that they were a voice for God and the reality here is that so many people viewed Jesus in that time that he was just a voice that he was just a prophet But if you can just keep your attention here with me because I'm I'm really I'm really really going somewhere here with this. 
So as we move on to point number two is, is, is how we view And in verses 15, then Jesus asked him, but who do, who do you say that I am? And before Peter so rudely interrupted, if you could just imagine the very thought that was running through their minds, you see, because Jesus had proclaimed himself as no one to anyone other than the Samaritan woman at the well, that he was the, the Messiah. Although that the disciples had seen him perform miracles, they had seen him perform works that no man could. But yet they had an idea of something greater than a John the Baptist. They had an idea of something greater than the prophet Elijah. Something greater than the prophet Jeremiah. And they knew that he was so much greater than just being a voice for God. But I would like to take your attention here for, for just a few moments. Because in verses 15 and, excuse me, verses 13 and verses 15, we have something here so similar that can be found throughout the Old Testament, that can be found throughout the New Testament. You see, because I, 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 I want to take your attention to, to two words that's mentioned in these two verses. And the two words are, I am. Who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And if we could take your attention to Exodus chapter 3. Beginning with verses 14. Oh, 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 ladies, just hold on. Here we go. We're coming. Exodus 3, chapter, uh, chapter 3, verses 14. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. And the very phrase that, that we look at here tonight is that, that I am, that I am can also be translated into I will be what I will be. And as we dive into God's heart here is God was never really portraying himself as a name. You see, because in reality, the, the name Yahweh had no, had no vowels in it. It became an unpronounceable name. 
So God was never describing his name. He was describing his very nature. And it's so obvious throughout the Old Testament. And as we move into the New Testament, it becomes so obvious because he said that I am. What Now what did he tell Abraham? He told Abraham in Genesis chapter 5, I believe it is. He said that I am your shield. I am your exceedingly great reward. As we move throughout scripture that he is, I am El Shaddai. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am Jehovah Nisi. I am Jehovah Raphael. I am your provider. I am your deliverer. I am your God. God's name is I am what I am or I will be what I will be and this was something that the 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 children of Israel this is what the Jews were missing this is what the disciples were missing is that he was asking who was I am who am I to them who am I to you And the very question can be asked for yourself here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is who is he to you? Who is he to others? I'm really hoping and praying that this is really hitting home for so many of you here tonight. Because he is the I am that I am. Or I will be what I will be. And the very view that God was so wanting them to see. The very view that Jesus was wanting them to see. Was not so much the depth of of his name. But the depth of his nature. The depth of his character. The depth of his love. The depth of what he had come to do. And the reality here is that is that all hope was not lost. You see, because the, the disciples never had a chance to respond because here we go, we have Peter. We have Peter that was so bold. We had Peter that had so much to say. But the reality is that it wasn't what Peter had to say, but yet it was something that was revealed to Peter himself. And as we read in verse 16, Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah. You are the Son of the living God. In the way that so many people viewed God throughout the Old Testament, yet God was trying to establish himself in of who he will be in the New Testament the purpose of why he is here now the purpose of what he was to do you see 
because if we if we go back to the translation of, of Jesus, his 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 biblical name was was Yeshua. And Yeshua within itself really it just means that God delivers. His purpose and calling at this time was to was not not just to be the provider, was not just to be the healer. But he had come in a fashion, he had come in a form that he would deliver his people. That he would he would be the ultimate sacrifice. So ladies and gentlemen, in our in our three-point perspective, the last view that we have here is, is the truth. You see, because so many people have viewed God as this, so many people have viewed Jesus as this, so many of them have viewed Him as that. But yet Peter spoke up, but Peter only spoke what he had heard with, within his spirit. See, because as we, leave, as we read later in Scripture, Jesus said that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. The truth of what God reveals is truth. It is absolute. There is no substitute for it. Because the opinion of others, the opinion of, of how we view things, the opinion of how others view things, take no precedent over what truth is. You see, because if we just even really, really, really read through Scripture that that Jesus Himself, that, that God Himself had spoken to through through the uh, the Psalmist David in Psalms 138, and it says that that you exalt your word above your name. Because God's word is his nature. God's word has no God's name has no meaning outside of what his word represents. The very truth that was revealed to Simon Peter was absolute. And as we read in John chapter 18, this was the, the, the right before Jesus was crucified. This was the, the time and the point in which Jesus was on trial for, for so many false accusations. But yet Jesus knew that this was his time. And everything that Jesus had spoken up to this point 
was absolute. It was truth. It was no substitute. And as Jesus was standing before Pilate, Pilate looked at looked at him and said to him, he said, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say, you say that I am a king. And for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And then Pilate said to Jesus, What is truth? You see, Pilate, he had he had missed the whole picture. He missed the whole absolute of everything that, that Jesus was saying. Because Jesus literally said that everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. But yet Pilate wants to know what truth is. But Jesus only came to bear witness to the truth. But Jesus so he so he so pointed something out here that, that Pilate failed to recognize. He pointed out something that that so many of us have failed to recognize. He pointed out something that that the people in in Jerusalem had failed to recognize. He pointed out something that that the disciples had failed to recognize. And Jesus answered, you say, you say that I am a king. all throughout Old Testament all throughout the New Testament God himself had made proclamations of who I am and in times past I know that I have went over this list but maybe I have some some new listeners here tonight and I would encourage you to open up your Bible To find out for yourselves all of the I am's of God. But to name a few in which that Jesus had proclaimed. You see because he really didn't have to proclaim himself as the Messiah. As much as he proclaimed these other things. Because Jesus himself he said that I am. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the door. I am the Alpha and Omega. I am the bread of life. But ladies and gentlemen, who has who has our Messiah become to you? Who has God become to you? Has your perspective been based off of what other peoples have viewed God as? Has your perspective been based off of what you have viewed God as? Or has your perspective been based off of who God has proclaimed Himself to be? 
You see, because at the end of the day, the view that people have of God shall fail. The view that we have of God shall fail. But if we allow God's word to establish who he is, he is the Messiah. He is the son of the living God. And when when our life begins to reflect that nature, then our view can begin to line up with God. It can begin to, to line up with all that he has proclaimed throughout his word. in closing here tonight I I would like to to read a portion of scripture here tonight this is nothing that I had planned but just something that I hear in my spirit to speak in John chapter 1 verses 1 such a profound word that the writer himself was was spirit-led to speak these very things. In John 1 and 1 it says it, 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 it begins like this. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. As the latter part of John had, after spending time with Jesus, after seeing the miracles, after seeing the the leopards made clean, clean, the dead to, to rise, the sick to be healed, the hungry to be fed, he had caught this very glimpse here. And I believe that it was so spirit-led because in the beginning was the Word. You see, heaven and earth shall pass away before one period or comma or exclamation point of God's Word will fail. It's no wonder that the psalmist David had said that, Lord, did you exalt your word above your name? You see, God's word is so important, ladies and gentlemen.
and at some point or another you're going to have to really face this fact in life that there's nothing else that's more important than his word As children of God, we told that we would be persecuted for, for righteousness' sake. So if I could ask you the question of when was the last time you were persecuted? When was the last time that you were ridiculed because you proclaimed yourself to be a Christian? Or just because you, you prayed over your meal? because you you stood up for what was right or because you read your Bible in public ladies and gentlemen man's perspective our perspective are nowhere near they need to be until we open up the truth of God's word and we allow them to to sink deep into our heart and the writers of Proverbs have made this declaration in Proverbs chapter 4 said incline your ears to my saying for from them flow the issues of life Let them not depart from your heart. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, in closing here tonight, I know I've been a little lengthy and I've tried not to be all over the board with with the very word that was brought forth here tonight. So as we close in prayer, I ask that you would just give me another moment as we just make this prayer, as we make this declaration here tonight. Let us pray. Oh, dear Lord. Lord, as our eyes have been open to so many things here tonight, Lord, and as there was so much meat that was brought forth from this word. But Lord, I know that your word has gone forth here tonight. But Lord, just as you have in times past, have you've done it as you have done it for so many people, Lord, that you are no respecter of person. Lord, open our eyes to see that the I am that you are to us, the I am that you desire to be to us, the I am that you have established yourself to be in our life. Lord, help us not to view you in the in the rim of which people have in the way that we have in times past 
but Lord, that we would reflect upon your word to, to catch the very glimpse of your nature, to catch the glimpse of your character. So Lord, we thank you here tonight. We praise you. We glorify you. We give you the honor. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here with me tonight. I do apologize <laughs> that my music ran out. And as I, as I noticed that it was getting low, I looked down and I was like, oh, I got five seconds left. <laughs> but it is all good. Ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for being here with me tonight. Thank you for your love, your mercy, your kindness that, that you show towards me. I pray for you daily as I pray for myself. I pray that God would be with you in, in all that you do. And we glorify God and we thank Him for it. And I look forward to talking to you again soon as, as God has already begun to minister a new word to me this morning while I was in prayer. So ladies and gentlemen, I look forward to talking to you soon. God bless you. I love you. And good night.